And we're back. And uh, so Anish, man. So they dropped two episodes on us this week. How do you feel about that? You know what? I I was confused as to why they just decided to drop uh, two episodes. Were, I have a... were you really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I after seeing the preview for next on, uh, like next week's episode, I see probably why they did it. Because uh, it looks like it looks like we're gonna get uh, some of the some of the the vets and the previous champions back next episode. So uh, this seems like it was a complete uh, ratings ploy. Uh, oh, so yeah. yeah, can't can't fault them for that. You know, they saw it was struggling the first couple of weeks. So why not why not push out two episodes? Uh, get you know get high ratings for next week moving forward and uh, see where it takes them. So I'm going to say something negative, but I am going to follow it up with something positive. Um, this show has not been enjoyable to watch, and I get why they put two out there. Like two, we're just going to drop two episodes and, and start bringing in some people you love. Like I get it. However, I will say I did enjoy episodes three and four. Like I kind of enjoyed it, man. It brought Dude. back some of that old school vibe where I was like. Yeah, let's just watch these people in the hot tub, have fun, dance, you know, like, enjoy the show. It's not like every clip is not them just freaking politicking in rooms and making plans. It's like, no, like, Ed's over there holding, like, a PBR, just like, we're going to the hot tub, you know? It's like, this is what I want, at least not all the time, but, like, give me some of that, and I'm glad they gave it to us, and I think it worked out for the better. What do you think, man? Yeah, I completely agree with you. As I was watching it, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, I was like, man, I am really enjoying these episodes right now. Uh, just because it was it was a nice breakup from the normal, like you said, the normal. All right, shot of this group politicking over here. Shot of this group politicking over here. Then these two people confronting each other. You know what I mean? It was a nice breakup from that. Uh, and you're right. It gave us a nice little uh, throwback feel with with the partying in the house and, and the drunken fights that happen uh, within the house <laughs> whenever they've been partying all day and all night. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy these episodes. I think they did a good job of bringing some of that nostalgic feel back. I feel like the beginning of every season, the first few episodes, should have that vibe of everyone partying instead of politicking right, right away because there's not a lot of politicking right away in the beginning. You're still feeling out the house. You're trying to form alliances. I don't need a lot of like two people in a room talking about what's the plan. It's like, dude, there's 40 people in this cast right now. Like we don't like, who cares? Just kind of hope for the best and let's have some fun. And then we'll politic later. Once everyone starts revealing who they're working with and stuff. So. Yeah. And also, also I don't, it's hard to care about people politicking early in the game when we don't even know the contestants really, right? Like, we haven't had a chance to grow with them. So, you know, if this was, like, a season where we had Wes and Johnny and Devin and Tori and all them on it, then, yeah, you can go straight into the politicking and all that because we've, we've seen enough of their backstory to kind of know how their game's played and see, you know, all the fun parts already, right? So I think they had to do it with this season, bring back some of the, some of the partying edits for sure. Oh, for sure, and I, and it worked out. And uh, the, I want to pull an old Bill Simmons podcast disclosure here. This episode may contain adult material not suitable for children um, of young ages because, man, I am going to talk about the absolute 
sexiness of this cast. I can't help it. There are some of the most talented people ever to appear on this show. And just saying, if your kids are listening, I'm not going to drop a bunch of F-bombs or anything, but I am going to gonna be real. Like, <laughs> There's a shot where, you know what, we'll get to it. We'll get to it first. Hold on. All right. So the daily challenge of episode three, we're going to we're gonna do both episodes. We're going to knock oh. it out. We'll, we'll be quick. The daily challenge. It was another team challenge, right? How do you have, they won. Good for them. Finally, they broke the curse. But how, what, what were your thoughts on the challenge? Did you like the challenge? So the first one was the, um, where they had to solve the equations, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I, I didn't mind it. I kind of enjoyed it. It was, it was, I feel like this challenge was one of those daily challenges that really kind of emphasized the teamwork aspect of it. Cause you had people shouting from above, like you had to listen, like you had, you really had to listen to everybody. Whereas the other challenges, like, yeah, they were team challenges, but you know, somebody can just kind of take over and, and, and possibly win it. Right. But this one was like, everybody literally had to work as a team to get it done. So I enjoyed the challenge. I mean, it wasn't, again, these daily challenges haven't been great this season, um, I think this one is a step up from the ones we've seen previously. So, uh, props to them, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think, I mean, I don't know when, I, when I'm watching some of these, some of these, uh, challenges and they have like those math equations, like they did in this one, where they had to fill in the blanks. I'm like, this seems really simple. I don't know how these guys are not figuring it out, but then again, I'm not in that situation with a bunch of pressure with $50,000 on the line. So who knows? <laughs> It's true, and I know, I think I know that the challenge doesn't do the proper way. I think they just want you to go from left to right. Forget, you know, if there's multiplication in the equation, forget all that stuff. Just mm. go left and right. I think that's what they want you to do. So every time I look at that, I'm like, it's actually easier than it should be because there's yeah. no, like, rules to follow. Um, but I will say, MVP of this challenge, if you take away Ed and Kylan for doing the math, which was pretty impressive. Um, uh, Michelle had the mm-hmm. brilliant idea, just keep everyone in a line. No chaos. Everyone just drive circles until we figure out the equation, and we'll put you in the right spot. That way, you're not running into people and stuff like that. You can just move forward and move backwards. I thought that was really good. I think she was the MVP. Everyone just kind of shut up, and she kind of ran the show. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, first time, first time we've seen that happen too in the daily challenge with these team challenges, right? Where they actually listen to the one person that they that was supposed to be in charge, right? So, yeah, good team win all around for for them and fifty more thousand dollars, uh, fifty thousand more dollars in their bank, right? For the final, they did good for them. They won, um, and then we get back to the house, and Raven's name is getting thrown up quite a bit. Raven is the girl. I saw. Uh, I think his name is Alan McGuire. He does a lot of recaps for medium.com on the challenge. He said something along the lines of like, Raven is a girl where if you're in a group, if you're in a car with a group of people and everyone says they want hamburgers, she'll say she wants Taco Bell. She just can't go with the group. And I kind of agree with that. Um, she can't help. She just, she's just making a mistake. After she, I, I worked with someone like this. I want to tell a story without names. Who, if she, if this woman at work heard something, she was telling everybody. 
And I remember one time I said, I was like in charge of my, my team, my English team, and I had to, you know, make an announcement to them. It wasn't bad or anything, but I wanted to be the one to do it because I knew how I wanted it to come out and not get twisted in a way. And I was like, all right. And she was in the room when I got the, when I was told over email and I just like share, I knew better. I shared with her. I was like, hey, here's what's going on. But in 15 minutes when we have our meeting, I want to tell the team because I, I want to make sure it's like clear and there's no misconceptions or anything. I want to make sure we're all here at the same time. And I told her, she goes, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. She left my room that moment, <laughs> walked over to the team and told them. And I was furious and I get a lot of Raven. I get that with Raven. I feel like she's like, Oh, I know some information. I feel important. I need to tell someone so they know I'm in the know, you know? And that's what she did. She kind of, Unvoluntarily, or I mean, unconsciously, snitch on her own team to help out her boyfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next Rose Day, she's going back in, right? I mean, I don't know, like... man. Um, we'll get to her elimination, but she went from someone who I was like, yeah, you know, she's, pr of course, she's pretty, but she's kind of dumb, too. I was like, turned on during that elimination. <laughs> I was like, who is right now this girl is something else like i hope she wins it all like i was a, i became a fan after that elimination i was impressed yeah she definitely killed it i mean she she started out slow in the elimination uh but she definitely picked up for it for sure uh but yeah i think yeah 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 we're definitely jumping ahead of ourselves but but so everyone's talking about raven and they're like yeah i think she's gonna go in and she i like her attitude in the confessional or she was just like yeah um, I just got to get ready. I messed up, you know, like she kind of owned up to it a little bit. I like that a lot. Um, everyone has a, a hot tub party and this is the fun time. I think Ed gets it going. He's like, hi, we're going to the hot tub in his little country accent, you know, and everyone's like, okay. Um, and we just see quite possibly the, the hottest cast ever all in bikinis. Um, even the dudes are killing it. I'm a straight male, but like everyone's ripped. Gorgeous. And... Everybody's just gorgeous on the season. Like the everybody, soft, the soft looks better in a bikini than some of the girls, and I just yeah. don't get it. Um, and it it seems like a fun time. You you start to see who uh, who's hooking up, right? You got who's hooking up. You got Michelle and your boy Callum. Callum, you yep, got, you got Melissa and Kylan. Michelle and uh, what's his name? Oh, I already said that, didn't I? Um, yeah, I'm thinking uh, Raven and uh. The tattoo guy. Yeah, Karen. Yeah. Yep. You're so good at these names, dude. <laughs> I'm impressed. And they uh, even hint at a little uh, romance between... Oh my god, my screen messed up. A romance between uh, Mariah and... And James. James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I see you struggling. I see you struggling trying to get the names off, so... Ooh, it's bad. Um, But yeah, and then of course Horatio is like, you know, everyone's hooking up. I'm just gonna, I'm just minding my own business. Like, bitch, we know you hook up with Narice. You're still together after the show. Like, when's that gonna happen? You know, that's a weird couple. Like, that's like, a, that's a weird couple because she seems like she's all about, you know, like internet popularity, and he just seems like he just wants to win money. Um, but anyway, I just want to point out, I'm talking a lot, and I apologize. Emmanuel creeps me out. There's a like a two second shot of him dancing, and it's so cringy. 
And every week I just ask myself, why is, why does he creep me out? And I have an answer for you, but what were your thoughts on the hot tub scene? I'll get to my answer in a second. Yeah, just like we said earlier, fantastic. I mean, everybody's gorgeous. Uh, we see some some people, you know, uh, PG hooking up, I guess you could say. Um, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's in their element, right? Like, this is this is a young cast, and they're still in the parting phase of their lives, so this is what we want to see, right? This is... What we've learned from the challenges in the past is when you introduce house parties like this where there's alcohol involved and, and people you know, wearing bikinis and, and little to none clothing. You know, people, you're going to start seeing a lot of drama unfold because of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? There's jealous, flirta- there's flirtation, there's jealous, there's, you think people like Berna had a meltdown, right? She was like, mm-hmm. I mean, and rightfully so, she was dancing like she was having a seizure. And, you know, if I saw that and I was in the hot tub, I would turn to you and be like, bro, yes. look at fucking Berna right now. <laughs> and I think she caught Big T and Melissa yeah. doing the, yeah, look at Berna going fucking wild right now, right? And she felt she was being bullied. And honestly, Melissa blew up and it was not the right, it was a weird reaction to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't feel like Melissa understands, like, hey, there's a language barrier here. Like, you were making fun of her a little bit. Like, rightfully so. Don't get defensive. Like, I get you were bullied, but you did a lot of bullying in your first season on the show. So let's not, let's not yeah. act like you're all high and mighty here. Um, yeah, she saw red that? real quick. Huh? She saw, Melissa saw red real quick. Oh. <laughs> like, when she heard the term bully, it was gloves off at that point for her. It was really kind of strange how quickly she went just ape shit. Yeah, because Berna, Berna even tried to walk it back when she saw like the, the crazy reaction to it. She said, whoa, I think there's like a disconnect here. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't think we're uh, – your reaction to what I said is not that big. Like it shouldn't be that big, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you, you know, and she's like, you're yelling at me. Um, Berna is both too normal and too weird for the show. Mm-hmm. She's a weird person, but she's also like kind of emotionally intelligent where she wants to have conversations with you and not yell at you. She wants to have like a productive conversation. And she like if you start talking to her, she'll probably internalize it and not like go on defense mode, which is also a crazy person at the same time. It's a weird balance and it kind of works for the show. It does. I, well, I think it works because like because she's trying to be civil and like understands that her blowing up or making a scene isn't going to progress the situation, right? Yeah. I think people reacting to that are going to get pissed off. And like we saw with Melissa, they're going to blow up. So I think watching Berna kind of navigate those waters is is pretty entertaining in the, in its own right. She's like, these fucking Brits are crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I left out a note on that car buggy challenge. I was like, we've come a long way from melting a block of ice with your nearly naked body. Because now we're doing all this stuff. It's like this is yeah. this is legit stuff. Um, all right. My next note is just how attractive the cast is. Um, I don't know if it's this episode or the next episode, but there's a shot where the cameraman, I mean, just deserves a raise. And it's where Mariah, Mariah shot on the bed. <laughs> that was the second episode. That was the second episode of the night. We're talking about it now, okay? Yeah. She's laying on the bed. 
talking to James. And man, that camera is just on her. It looks like her bare ass. For like yeah, I thought. Seconds. Yeah, I thought and she was like fully naked at first. <laughs> I was like, damn. Where's the blurs? Like, this is a naked ass woman. And I was like, oh my God. Thank God I'm not watching this at school right now. You know, like at my at my office. Um, but I read somewhere online where someone said that seems like it's a move she does to hook people into her. Like it's her go-to mm-hmm. move to like if a guy is like, you know, Mariah's all right, I'm into her, then she does that move. And the guy's like yeah, Mariah's really cool. I'm really into her. Like, all of a sudden, they're hooked on her. And, bro, did it work. I mean, I was like, did she just straight up? Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, it's, I can't believe that was, like, the cameraman just lingered there for, like, 10 seconds on her ass. Yeah. James is like, you know what? This Mariah chick is really smart. I, really I like the way she plays this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a really good personality. Mariah really is just, like, a really naturally beautiful woman. There is something that bugs me though. I'm going to sound a little bit like the fucking idiot on Love Is Blind who wears flags everywhere. The like, the oh god! But her face is a whiter shade, a whiter shade than the rest of her body. And it's once I saw that, I can't unsee it. It's because she just puts way too much makeup on. She is so beautiful; like she doesn't need to pack all that makeup on her. It literally, mm-hmm. her face is a different color than her body, and it it it's distracting. I mean, it wouldn't. I would be like, oh no, I can't date you over that. But it is something I noticed, you know. And I just wish she would you know, have a little more confidence in herself. She's a very attractive woman. Um, all right, we got more to talk about her later in episode four. She has a pretty big yep. story in here. Um. All right, where are we going? To... All right, the whole cast is. I mean. Is it Zara? Zara, she got a lot of screen time in episode four. You know what? We'll save that. Um, can you explain the girl's plan on voting for who goes into elim- elimination for me? Because I was kind of confused by their whole burn vote plan. What was the purpose of it? Yeah, I think... So, from what I understood from it, is basically the girls had an idea of who they wanted to go in, and they convinced the guys in their alliance to vote uh, Raven in because essentially it was Raven, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the girls there. Go ahead, sorry. No. Yeah, so I think the girls they're thinking was like, okay, we still want Raven to think that we didn't burn this bridge completely, so let's all just burn a vote, so we're none of us look like a bad guy or we're calling specific people out or anything like that to say in everybody's good graces from the girls' side. Um, yeah. So I think that's what their line of thinking was. I don't like it. I feel like the champs, not the champs, the vets would have called them out and be like, no, you fucking, you pick someone. That's what we do. We don't take the coward's way out. I remember on one season of Champs vs. Stars or Champs vs. whatever, you know, pros, celebrities, one of the things, the the celebrity team got together and they're like, let's pull from a hat. And then it cut to, uh, let's, let's pull names out of a hat and see who goes in. That's what their plan was. And it cut to the challenge competitors and they're like, fuck that let's just talk about it and figure it out you know we're not pulling from a hat you know they like i like that the vets own up to it like no we're gonna pick someone you may not like it but we're gonna it's reality tv we're gonna go out there and make a statement and see how you react to it this burn vote thing 
is boring. Yeah, and they did it. They did it. Uh, I'm jumping ahead, but they did it two episodes in a row. <laughs> the guys did it the next episode. They got onto the girls for doing it this episode. <laughs> Man. Yeah. The guys were complaining about it, then they went and did it the next episode. Not a great look, y'all. Not a great look. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, we skipped the, the deliberation, which is literally the name of our podcast. So we didn't have anyone blow up this episode, did we? No, everybody was cool, calm, collected for the most part. Uh, everybody said their piece in a respectable manner. <laughs> Nobody talked themselves into an elimination, which is, hey, thumbs up to the cash for that. <laughs> that doesn't last long. Um, for this episode only. Um, all right, so I actually like this elimination. It's a twist on um, pole wrestle. Mm-hmm. Right? What's the name of that? Is it? Pole yeah. Wrestle? Yeah, pole wrestle. Oh. Yep. Um, I like the twist on it where there's three of them buried in this like sand. You have to find them. Um, so it's a little twist on it. But once, basically, once someone finds it, the other person's hands are getting on it. You know. I don't know. You have to be pretty sneaky to be like, oh, I don't have it. Yoink! I'm going to run to the basket, you know? So you have to, like, steal it away and then go to your basket. You have to put three in your basket or something like that. Um, mm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I So much better than Big T's in the last el- elimination we saw as well. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. watching girls. This sounds... Okay. No, let me rephrase that. Watch um, it, Ray. <laughs> That that I the intention behind that comment was sincere, yeah. not perverted. So I'm going to rephrase it. Um, it's very enjoyable watching when the guys have to like have a legit fair physical elimination, which doesn't happen in Paul Brawl, but it does happen in Balls In and it happens in Paul Russell mm-hmm. for the most part. And so it's always refreshing when the girls have to do that as well. And I feel like it shows a lot about like who really is like a good competitor and also like i feel like on some level the girls got to feel pretty good about it when they win like yeah i just did something pretty awesome you know it's got to be pretty rewarding than just like a standard puzzle um who we goes in because mm-hmm. we all know raven goes in and she picks a hooey and who has the best attitude ever yeah, you gotta go in sometime i'll go in and go of course yeah. you said it in worse english than that um but what do you think about the elimination? Did it did it work for you? Did you like it? Yeah, I all the sentiments that you said, I completely agree with. Um, it was these types of eliminations, the the where kind of strategy and physicalness comes into play. They're always way more entertaining. I mean, um, it's it's entertaining from a TV standpoint uh, as viewers, but it's also entertaining uh, just to watch two athletes go at it, right? Um, so. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I think Raven definitely made up for the first half of the challenge um, because the first part of the challenge, like you said, you're not really, it's hard to sneak away with the pole, right? Like once somebody finds it, you kind of know, but Raven's downfall in the first part of the challenge was she wasn't watching Hui. She was just trying to find the pole. So like Hui was able to grab the pole and put it in her basket quick. Right. But I think once she figured that out that like, Hey, wait, I, I should be looking for the pole, but I also should be keeping an eye on her because when she gets it, I need to be able to tackle her, right? So I think once she got the hang of that, then it was like, it was almost a no contest. Yeah, I agree. Once she figured it out, and Huhui really, God, it sounds so stupid saying that, Huhui. Um, Huhui really burned out after that first one. She was kind of dead. 
Her arms were were just done, and I mean, Raven looked real good in that challenge. She looked strong, and I think it was kind of a wake up call. Where I don't think anyone really gave her much respect in the house, and then they watched that cha- that that elimination, and they're like, "Oh, this girl can can fight," you know? And yeah, I uh, almost if she didn't have, if she didn't have such messy. Sorry, I'm a little tipsy. I'm drinking during the podcast, but if I slur, that's why. That's um, the best way to do a podcast, Ray. Well, I knew I was going to be talking about Mariah's ass this episode, so I had to get a little little crunk. Um, I don't think they respected her too much, but now they're like, oh, she, she's legit. Like, If her gameplay was better, I would put her in the final. Yeah, I think... Better. Yeah, I think this elimination really showed that she can hang with anybody. From from the physical standpoint of things, or from the athletic standpoint of things, um, she's right up there with with the the girls that we put in to the final, right? Um, I think um, her game from actually the social part of it—that's where we kind of have questions, right? A lot of questions, a lot of concerns. Yes. Um, okay, so she ends up beating. Uhui says goodbye and all that good. Good. She comes back to the house. We're good. Episode four. Let's move on to episode four. Are we ready? Yep. Let's do um, it. Also, did you notice it was weird that during episode four, I'm only saying this now because I will forget it later. TJ says it's a guy's elimination before yeah. we vote on. So now I guess they're just telling you who's going in, guys or girls. Before it was like whoever you voted on, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think they realized um, they probably realized it was going to start swaying one way uh, pretty soon. Um, so I think they realized, like, hey, we need to we need to really put some <laughs> groundwork here to, to put some rules in place. All right. So the challenge in this episode was a swimming challenge, and I'm always watching these things, and I'm like, oh, I would love to do this. I could do this. This would be fun, right? But. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, every time people just freak out during these, they go down two feet, come up, they go, "It's impossible." <laughs> it's like you went down two feet. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? So, what can you explain the challenge? Yeah. Daily? So, yeah. So, like you said, it was a swimming challenge, right? So, basically, what what they had to do was there's five there's five different puzzles that they had to solve, all color coded, right? And the puzzle pieces were all in the water. Um, the, the the only rule was each competitor had to grab at least one puzzle piece to consider it completed. Um, so I think in this instance, I think there was 25 puzzle pieces and 21 competitors. So a few people had to go back twice. So essentially what you had to do, you had to go out to the, to the area where the puzzle pieces were, depending on what color you're trying to solve. And they're all tied down on this rope. Like, I don't know. It, it really seemed like, Five feet, maybe it didn't seem that deep at all, but it could have been way deeper. Like ten feet, but yeah, okay, so not too bad. Some of them are like five feet. Like you can just use your toes, you know. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they had to do that: take the puzzles to the board in the middle of the water, solve the puzzle, and then hit the button at the end. Right? Uh, I think it was like was it four grand for each puzzle they completed? If they did all of them, it was you know fifty grand for um for the team. So uh, that was basically. The daily challenge in a nutshell. And do you think you could have done it? I mean, it seems like a pretty far swim. 
they were complaining about it. Everything on TV looks easy, but do you think you could have done that? Yeah, so I consider myself a pretty decent swimmer. Okay. I think I would have been able to do the swimming portions, but I don't know. The the diving thing is where it gets tricky, right? Like, we don't know how murky the water is or or how clear it is. Or, or at the time, you don't know how deep the puzzle pieces are either, right? So you're just kind of going in blindly. Or I'm assuming they don't know how deep it is, right? So they're kind of just going in blindly trying to figure out how far down to go. That'd probably be the biggest part uh, where I'd probably struggle with. But from the swimming aspect, I, that part, I I feel like I can pre- I can do pretty well. What about you? I uh, getting getting to, I feel like look, I know my my cockiness, my red flag is that I feel like I could do anything. Swimming shouldn't make you tired, um, but I would do it, and I feel like the swimming part. If I'm trying to be real and and not be a cocky dude. The swimming to the point all the way out there would get me tired. But I feel like I could get that puzzle piece pretty easily. You just, I mean, Ed had to, Ed had it down. You just use the rope and mm-hmm. pull yourself down. Take a deep breath, pull yourself down, grab it, and come back up. They were trying to, like, some of these girls were trying to hold their breath, flip upside down, and swim. And they spent, like, five mm-hmm. seconds before they were even upside down. It's like, yeah, you're not going to do that. So um, I feel pretty confident I would have not embarrassed myself. I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have like stood out, but I, I definitely wouldn't have been like, oh, he's holding this back. We got to throw him in the elimination, you know? Yeah, 100%. I'd definitely be middle of the pack. I wouldn't be like <laughs> by far the best swimmer, but I wouldn't be like dragging in the back either, I don't think. By the way, I'm about to send you an image that we're going to use for our uh, episode picture this week if you want to check discord <laughs> okay i'll let you look at that <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> there we go okay um yeah listen yeah, i can't i can't I, I can't reshare that on my socials <laughs> no you can't you can't just re- <laughs> whatever man all right, so hey, they do it. Ed comes out. Narice is like the only one who can't get her piece, and so Ed goes out there and helps her out, and he gets he gets her her puzzle piece, literally within seconds, mm. and takes it back. They solve the puzzle. They literally all get back on board with like what two seconds to spare. They win. One yeah, money. something like that. Good for them. I'm proud of them. The young kids are coming along. You know, they did it. Um. Let me look at my notes real quick. All right. So now we're back at the house. Everyone's excited. They just won as a team. Everyone's having their little talks. Um, Callum and Michelle have their little talk. Well, no, 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 no. First, Huey, they all get in a circle, and Huey's like, let's talk about who's going to cheat on their boyfriend first. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were playing some game where they were basically guessing, like, they would say some sort of, like, situation, and they'd be like, all right, who's going to be that one in this situation? And he basically calls Callum out about having a girlfriend back home, basically. Fantastic, like, Huey. It's just for comedy. It's just for comedy. It's like, no, you're trying to ruin lives right now. Um, yeah, that was funny. And he also asked, like, who's going to be the first to backstab? It's like, Huey, 
Like everyone's trying to have a good time. What what do you what's the goal here? Are you trying to like just put a giant target on yourself? Um, but it leads to a conversation I want you to talk about real quick. When Callum and mm-hmm. Michelle have their talk, they go off to the corner. You get you can answer that message if you look like you're talking to somebody. Go ahead. No, no, I'm I'm answering as we as we talk. You're good. Okay. I can't multitask, so I'm impressed by you right now. Callum and Michelle have their talk uh, about, you know, hey, where are we right now? What What's our status? All that stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. Callum answers. And he talks for multiple, like probably 20 seconds. For 10 seconds, the first 10 seconds, I don't know what the hell he was saying. I couldn't understand the damn word. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know if if you because the way you watched it, I don't know if you had subtitles on it, but the yeah. MTV, yeah, the MTV version live did not have subtitles either. Um, so yeah, I was pretty lost on that. Uh, it seems like I don't know. It seemed like Michelle was kind of catching on to what was actually going on, uh, right? Well, I feel like she knows she just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like I think like she's not dumb like clearly like she's doing awesome in the show so she's not dumb like she can read the writing on the walls i feel like but i think she's just having in the point where she's just having a good time with them and they're you know they're doing all right in the challenges and they're having a good time and i think she's just turning a blind eye right now it's like, it's like one of those situations where like they try oh, to confront no. it yeah exactly like they try to confront it but it was like i don't want a real answer i'm just doing this because i feel like we have to have this conversation Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like as long as I don't know for sure, I can pretend you don't have a relationship back at home type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. So I feel like it's her way of kind of keeping her hands clean a little bit out of it, right? <laughs> absolutely. And um, at one point, Michelle calls Zara Zaza. <laughs> did you catch that? I did not catch that. <laughs> I don't. I legit don't think that's a nickname. I think she doesn't know Zara's name. She was always talking to Zaza, and uh, I was like, bro, you called her Zaza. Um, okay. Here's the question. This is a very... First of all, my MVP of this episode is Ed. He crushed it. Um, he's getting more screen time. I'm very happy about that. Ed's the man. But Huey was the star of this episode. Why do you think people... Because his name is getting thrown around as going in, and it's a shock to him. Why do you think people maybe are throwing him in or do they not like him? Like what's going on there? I don't, I wouldn't say necessarily that people don't like him. Cause I mean, TJ made the statement at the end um, where everybody likes him. Right. So why would he make that statement if it wasn't some sort of truth to that? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I don't think it's an, it's a thing where nobody likes him. I think it's more so like, Hey, we need to say a name. Uh, our U.S. alliance. We don't want to say Corey because that was a name that was kind of being thrown around from the overseas alliance, right? So they were like, "All right, well, who's the next? Who's?" I think for them, they were thinking, "All right, who's the one choice that we can say that won't <laughs> that they thought wouldn't take personally, <laughs> right?" Yeah. Uh, so I think they just kind of landed on Huey because they were like, "Oh, Huey's a fun guy. He's not going to care if we say his name. I think he'll understand." Um, and I think at that time, at that time, I don't think they even really thought that he would be going in because towards the end of the politicking before the deliberation, it, James' name was being thrown out there again. So 
I think they initially brought up Huey to kind of just start it, but then they landed on James. But I mean, you know, we kind of saw how the episode went and kind of all backfired at the end. And I want to talk about James's deliberation speech here in a little bit. Um, but Huey, he's someone, if I'm trying to win this show, I'm keeping Huey around as long as possible. That kid has no chance of winning the show. You bring him to the final, 100%. He's not finishing that final. He'll probably stop at checkpoint one with the food or something. Like He's, not, he's just not going to do it. He's not going to be able to do the endurance. He's not going to be able to do puzzles without stressing and freaking out. He's not going to be able to eat. I just, he's someone you want to bring to the finals. I don't know why they don't target people who are like, potentially, I would bring James to the final too. I'm not worried about him at all. He won't make it a mile, you know? Yeah, Um, no endurance. People aren't thinking. They just don't think. Like, you want people like Huey around. One, if you like him so much, he makes the vibe around the house better, right? Bring mm-hmm. him, let, let him hang around. He's cool. And he, he's literally not a threat at all. So I don't understand why mm-hmm. they got rid of him. Um, as a viewer, though, I find him kind of annoying, and I'm not, I'm not upset he's gone. Um, yeah, same. But like strategy-wise, it, it's kind of a weird choice. Um, and let me see what else I have here. Um, anyway, so, okay. They go, uh, oh, let's talk about Mariah and, and the whole hookup real quick. It's pretty clear yeah. they hook up, right? They get under the covers yep. and stuff. Um, well, she said they just cuddled. She, yeah. she, yeah, I think they were starting to, and then she kind of backed out because she had this thing with bananas back home. For From everything I know about Mariah, which is not little, but it's from the one season she's been on and from, you know, her socials and stuff. She does seem like she is pretty loyal. She's not a cheater. She has pretty good standards for how to act and behave in relationships and stuff like that. Um, like she, it took forever for her for to to let Johnny kiss her. Like banana, she talked about that. Like I just wouldn't let him kiss me until I knew for sure. Like this wasn't some going to be some hookup thing. It was something for real. You know, like she, she's has boundaries and all that stuff. I like it. And I think uh, Nerys was correct when she was like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you knew deep down Johnny wasn't it. And so it didn't really matter who James was. You, it just mattered that Johnny wasn't. You know? Yep. Like, James is just a reason for you to, like, convince yourself that, you know, Bananas really isn't it. And she really shouldn't feel bad. Bananas. It's been a year. You're dating this girl. You're not exclusive with her. She at that point, like it's over. Like let her do what she wants to do. You're gonna let her go in the challenge and not expect her to cheat. Like I don't understand that. You better lock that down before she goes on the challenge if you really cared about that relationship. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I thought I thought they were actually you know boyfriend girlfriend whatever until yeah until this this episode. So. Uh, that was new information to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, from everything that we've seen from Mariah, she has done nothing to prove us otherwise that she isn't loyal, trusting someone that you can count on, right? I mean, for God's sake, anybody who can go back to trusting Fessy after what he did to her and ride or dies <laughs> uh, deserves a medal. So they don't, they don't uh, hang out anymore, actually. 
they don't communicate or anything according to her Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm off of Twitter, so I, I just kind of read on the subreddit and like kind of pick up stuff. Um, yeah, you're right. And but I do like that she feels bad about it because it shows that she does have like a, a you know like empathy and she does care and she does. I don't know. I moral like, compass is there. Yeah, the moral compass is there, and I, I like yeah. that. It just makes me fall in love with her even more. Oh man. Um, okay, but I'm. I mean, if she likes guys like James, and I'm just, I'm out of the equation. Yeah, there's no, no shots. <laughs> no shots. <laughs> no shots. Um, um, they had the the uh, the deliberation, and James is like, you know, like, why am I doing accents here? I'm terrible at this. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah. He's like, well, you know, we all won. Good job. But we know there's names being thrown around. So who would like to speak? And he was like, I would like to speak. And he picks up a shovel and he starts digging a grave. Would you like to break down the speech for us? Yeah. So <laughs> essentially what you said. So to, to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, James did say the two names that he's heard being thrown around were Corey and Huey. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as Huey heard his name, Again, like Melissa in the first episode, just red, right? Just completely red. <laughs> like, uh, that's all Huey saw. And then he had the floor, and boy, did he let everybody have it. <laughs> he just you kept. Know, he spends a lot of time telling people he's a legit competitor and he can do this and that. And it's like, I always think of that Game of Thrones quote when uh, Tywin tells Joffrey. Because Joffrey is like upset because Tywin's making all these decisions, and Joffrey's like, "I'm king." And Joffrey or uh, Tywin says, "A real king doesn't have to tell people he's the king." Yeah, you know? and I was like, "I think of Huey telling people like, I'm a legit competitor." <laughs> like, like he just all he does is tell people how good he is, and he needs to be taken seriously, and no one really takes him seriously. I. I don't take him seriously. Like, honestly, if he... <laughs> this is mean, and I don't mean to be mean, but if he won the challenge, I think I would stop watching the show. Because it just... It would be way too would, easy. Yeah, if, if he won the challenge. The show. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he wins it as, like, just com- coming back, like, completely yoked up, like, on roids, no, right? The current version of Huey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> current version of Huey... This version of Huey is almost giving me a little bit of a Nisa vibes with the entitlement yeah. of like, he's played one season and he's like, I deserve to be here. I'm athletic. Like I can do this. I deserve to go far in this game. Like, dude, the two eliminations you've been in, you've gone sent home. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> like, I don't know what else you need to do. Like, you're not proving yourself. You're not helping your case. And then James, James starts talking and he is like, I'm a fucking leader, you know? And he starts talking about how, like, even the chosen leaders turn to me and confirm that their decision is right by asking me if it's the right decision. It's like, James. I've never once seen that. Yeah, and I've never once seen that in this this season so far. (laughs) I would have immediately changed my vote to James in that moment. Yeah. Oh, that's so ugly. Oh, I'm voting your ass, man. Like, I would have voted him in easily. Um... You want to talk about, yeah, you want to talk about toxic masculinity and alpha male. Oh, <laughs> when, when, who was it? Who was it? I don't know who initiated it, but one of the females was like, why don't all the guys just go around and say why you deserve to be here? 
And that's how it all started. Everybody was just tooting their own horn as much as they could. Yeah, it was cringeworthy. It was a little cringeworthy. So I'm trying to think what I would do if I was in the deliberation. Like, how would I stir the pot? What would you do if you're there? You're in the cast. It's deliberation time. You may you maybe have some heat on you. Like your name may be thrown out there. What would you do to uh, maybe take some heat off of you? Would you lie and say like, well, I've heard some names too. You know, I've heard James being thrown around. Like I've heard people say he's a weak competitor. <laughs> it just like yeah, I would. I would immediately start pointing fingers elsewhere. <laughs> like I'd be like. I'd be like, Huey over here hasn't proved himself once. <laughs> like, James over here talking about he's a proven leader. He hasn't done shit. <laughs> like, I would just start pointing fingers at other people to try to take it off of me, for sure. For sure. And I, I wouldn't mention names. I'd be like, you know, when I was, I was brushing my teeth, and I've heard people in a room, I'm not going to say who, but like, mm-hmm. I've overheard people say that they don't like James. They think he's actually just got popcorn muscles. And they think they want, they said they want him to go to the final because he's an easy out. You know, I would I would just be throwing shit like that, and then and then cut to the cut to the confessional of me. James is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a big bitch though. Like that man. Yeah. Is big. <laughs> Please put me on the show. That's all I'm saying. All right. I have no chance of winning, but I will. I will have some oh. fun. Um, Zero. I would actually just be like, Ed, man, I got nothing bad to say about you. You may target me, but I'm never going to say your name, Ed. You're, you're lifeguard, Ed. You're, you're the man. Um, okay. So Huey gets voted down there. The guys all burn vote like little bitches. Um, what do you think of Huey's decision to vote or to bring or challenge Kylan? Dude, when I was watching that, I was like, are you? You deserve to go home. <laughs> like, you deserve to go home. For for calling out one of the strongest male competitors in this game. And again, props to Kylan, Kylan for his knowledge of challenge history. Saying how Jordan... Yeah. Yeah, it does. It makes you love the guy, man. I mean, he referenced Jordan having... The, each season he won, Jordan went through two eliminations. So Kylan was like, maybe this is my, uh, you know, my birthright is to go through this and be like Jordan. I'm like, hey, man. You're just making yourself more likable to to the older challenge fans out there. But yeah, I thought Huey's decision to pick him was dumb. Honestly, he should have picked James for this challenge because you knew James would burn out after the third ball. <laughs> like, you know? You're right. I do like that Huey picked like a, like someone who could win the show. You know, he picked like a top dog. Yeah. And because this is a challenge, another one of these challenges were like, like if anything could happen. Him, I could beat CT in this challenge. This is another challenge where I could beat CT. You know, I have a chance of beating CT. You know, like yeah. me, a 37-year-old dad with two herniated discs. Like, I have a chance of beating CT in a challenge, and it's this one. This is the one I would want to challenge CT in. So, like, I get, like, this is the episode where you do take on a big a big threat because if you beat them, you know, it, it says a lot, and it gets rid of, you know, some good elimination. Because it's kind of like an equalizer. There's no real physical aspect to it. You're just fucking pushing a ball. Um, yeah. what do you There's not even really strategy. Yeah, it's more of like, how do you react to it not going into the basket? And how do you adjust yeah. to it? You know? Um, did you like this elimination? So, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, 
I thought it was a good elimination to, in the sense of like, it evens the playing field. Like you mentioned, like anybody can beat anybody in this type of challenge, which is good for Huey, Huey in this sense, right? So basically to kind of give viewers or listeners kind of an idea of what the challenge was, basically this huge long bar in the middle that rotates around uh, and you got to push a ball. There's like 10 buckets or nine buckets around and you basically, they're all different lengths from uh, from this long bar and you have to basically push. It is very hard to explain. It is very hard to explain. You basically have to push the ball down this bar and it's got to go into these buckets basically. First one who gets all of them in and wins essentially. Um, Yeah, it does look fun. Um, Again, I think I think Huey's downfall was just not adjusting enough, right? Like he would he would push the ball and wait for the ball to go all the way down and then go after it. Whereas Kylan was actually going with the ball. So if the ball missed, he was already right there. He can grab it and go right back to his spot. And Huey is wasting all that time in between. So can I I want to interject real quick. Emmanuel mm-hmm. has this confessional where he's like talking about this and he's kind of hating on Huey for not having a good strategy. But the only reason he's saying this is because he heard Michelle yelling, Huey, run with the ball. Don't just watch and wait. Like, run with it, you know? Like, I guarantee you, Emmanuel would be watching it, too. Like, I just can't stand Emmanuel. He's so weird. He, You know what? And I thought about, he reminds me of a few students I've had in my past where you will talk to them and you'll explain the instructions, but their brain is not there. And their eyes are darting all these different places while you're talking to them. They're like, no, no, look, look, look at me. Look, your thesis statement goes in your intro. It needs, and they're like looking around, you know, and they just, they're not comprehending anything and they don't know how to behave in moments. And like, they just don't, he just reminds me of that and it triggers me. I just feel like he's the weirdest human being ever. And him having the audacity to criticize Huey in this is like, dude, you're just naturally athletic, but you would, I think anybody in the house would have beaten you in this challenge, in this elimination. Am I wrong? Or am I just being a hater? No. No, 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 you're not wrong. And you said students. Shoot, I've I've had coworkers that are that are like that, not just students. Let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's easier said when you're watching from from the outside, right? Like, oh, he doesn't have the right strategy. Well, you don't know what you're gonna do until you're in there. Like, and to Huey's point, I guess I guess the Huey's fairness, like from at least the edits that we saw for the for the elimination, it looked like most of the time whenever. Kylan was going, he was going, their backs were kind of to each other. So, like, he wasn't seeing what Kylan was doing. So, it was hard for him to see what he was doing to mimic it, right? They, he needed the help of Michelle or other people yelling, like, hey, you need to run with the ball to save time here. So, to his credit, or to his fairness, like, I can see that part being a little bit challenging there. But uh, our boy Kylan wins. He wins with Grace. Takes out Huey. Kylan's a, a, real, a real threat here. And I just want to say our top four for each category, men and women, are still in the game. So far, yeah. we're, we're doing well. We and they're looking... They're, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so they, they're looking stronger as the weeks go on, too. So we got Ed, Kylan, Callum, and Horacio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah, Zara. I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried about Mariah, but whatever. Mariah, yeah. Zara, Olivia, and Melissa. So... yeah. We're doing all right. Olivia 
She's getting not as good of an edit as she did last season. Yeah. Do you feel the same? I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's part of like, there's so many people that need edits this season to build up the future of this show that we already know. I mean, so more in the sense that like she got an edit last season of like being just this really tough competitor who's like Mm. intelligent and like can hold her emotions in well and handle situations, right? And this season, it's like she's petty, she's catty, and it's a different side of her that they didn't really show last season. That's kind of where I'm going at it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now that you say that, you're right. So what do you think that is? Why do you think that is? You think it's because they're trying to build up like new people to, I don't want to say hate, but I guess villains of the show, for lack of a better term? Like, do you think that's what they're trying to do? Because... I think it's just the way the season is unfolding where last season they didn't really, you know, there was a lot more vets to focus on. So they didn't really like develop her character until the end when they kind of, the situations just happened to be like, Oh, her and her partner Horacio just kind of keep, keep surviving and keep coming back. And so they kind of just went with that aspect of it and didn't really showcase the other, this other side of her. Um, And now that she, there are no main characters this season. We're starting to see more of like maybe her real side, maybe. And not that yeah. it's a bad thing, but it is definitely a little, it's definitely different from her portrayal in the last season. Yeah, I think that also has a lot to do with, I know she's only been in one season, but she's, I mean, let's be honest, like her, Narice, like Michelle, Jay, they're kind of the big dogs of the season, right? Like they're kind of the ones that are, at least from what we've seen, they're they're the ones that believe they're running the game, right? Um, because of the amount of new people that are on the season, so um, maybe that has a lot to do with it too. Like she has more of a voice because she feels like she can have more of a voice coming off of last season. Um, yeah, so maybe it's just a little bit, of, a little mixture of everything. So, who's the MVP of this this episode for you? This episode, I mean, I would say, I mean, shoot, these last two, I. I could say Mariah just because of the obvious reasons, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say these these last these both these episodes from last uh, uh, th- this week. It, I got I got to say Ed, man, our guy Ed, just coming out on top, becoming more likable. Um, oh, I'm stupid. The obvious one, Kylan, obviously. <laughs> I mean, Kylan just yeah. making himself look stronger and stronger and being more likable as the weeks go on. Ed is Operant Shingun. And mm. he's the guy everyone has an eye on that sees becoming a top player. And uh, he's definitely making his mark. And soon enough, he'll be MVP of like three or four episodes in a row, I believe. Shen Goon, man, pulling from the bag on that one. Hey, man. Uh, the Rockets are on a four-game win streak. We just yeah. blew out like three games in a row. We won like blowout wins. The last one was the Lakers. I am uh, I'm, I'm having a fun time over here in Houston, okay? Hey man, things are looking up for you, man. You got that going. You got CJ Stroud, who looks like an oh, absolute Texans baller. Well. Yeah, it's nice. Hey man, um, I'm happy for you. It's been a while. <laughs> I deserve this. Um, yeah. Next episode, I think. I think we get the uh, mercenaries. Yep. We get the OG mercenaries. I hope. God, I hope. We do. We do. So, so the next time on, uh, it, it there is a clip of TJ saying, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Let's bring okay. them out. So I don't know if that's going to be like at the end of the episode with the roll in the credits, because I could definitely see that happening too. 
But uh, it definitely looks like the elimination is going to be one person versus the OG because uh, the clip looked like everybody else was in street clothes. Like most of the people were in street clothes, not even in competing clothes. So um, it looks like the twist is kind of not revealed, revealed, but it's like only one person is going to go down into the elimination this week. And they kind of know that going in. Or maybe they pick like two or three different people. Let's make a prediction. They all vote for the person to go down. They go down. And then they're thinking about TJ is like, I want you to pick who you want to go against. And they pick someone. That person starts to come down and TJ goes, no, 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 no. We're changing things up. And then he brings up the mercenary. That's what I hope it happens. But you're saying they're in street clothes, so maybe they know they're not yeah. going in. Yeah, it could have been. Know. I mean, it could have been a mistake on the trailer edit, right? That that ha- that has happened <laughs> in the past. Or production made a mistake and didn't do what I just said. Yeah, that too. Or there could be a situation where they vote like four people to be on the chopping block, oh, right? Man. And then all four go down. Uh, and then from there, maybe they do a public vote, like in in like he gives a whole you got to be the best to beat the be- uh, you know beat the best to be the best uh and then they do a public vote there and then it's revealed i feel like the best way to do it though is to have them pick just for drama sake who they want to go down yeah. against and then 100 no 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 ct coming out you know like something yeah. like that <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> so like i just feel like that's the best way to do it is to just completely surprise everybody and uh I hope that's the way it goes down, but whatever. I'm excited to see yeah. some old faces. And I have a bad feeling about it, but God, I hope they just destroy. They, I hope they just, just win every elimination. And that I, would be I, awesome. You know what? Here's my prediction. My prediction is the eliminations are going to be very underwhelming, and it's not going to be like, they're going to put, like, Darrell in a fucking puzzle or something, and they're going to put Carmaria yeah. in, like, a... Just something that's a complete equalizer and not like what we want to see. You know, it's yeah, like it's like I can see that TNT, happening. Like on TNT Thursday night, you got the the LeBron's like let's go back in time. You got LeBron's Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch versus uh the Boston Celtics with Kevin Garnett and and uh, Ray Allen and, and whatever, Paul Pierce. Except Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce are, are hurt and LeBron and Chris Bosh are hurt. And so it's like not really what you want to see. And yeah. like the names are what you want to see, but really what you're getting is not what you wanted to see. That's what, what my theory is. It's going to be some kind of elimination where it doesn't suit. It's just an equalizer. Yeah, I can see that happening too. I'd be really disappointed if they did that though. <laughs> like I would be so disappointed. Like I, I yeah, I feel like man, what they what they I know they're not gonna do this, but what they should have done was like one of the other twists is like uh the OG champions, they got to pick what the elimination was. Bring up bring back the wheel from like the gauntlet yeah. or something where you just spin the wheel and let's see what it lands on. Yeah. For real. Find that rope. Um Okay. Um any idea who's going to be the first mercenary before we sign off here? So if they're doing this back and forth, um, it seems like the next elimination is going to be Girls' Day if they follow suit with what going back and forth. Uh, and if that's the case, 
I'm gonna guess it's gonna be either Cara Maria or or Tori. My guess would be Cara Maria though for for rating sake. I think it's Cara Maria too. Yeah. And Lord, I hope she wins. Yeah. Um, and the first guy is obviously gonna be CT, right? Like 100. percent Like I don't think there's any any question really, about that. They're really hammering home that that visual of like that. What is it like? I don't even know. What like that a mace. Is. Yeah, he's got like a mace. Yeah. Band. They use that a few times and it not gonna lie, it got me hyped. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, all right, man. So we're we're looking up. These last few episodes got us a little bit more excited for the season. We weren't yeah, not... in the dump for the last episode. Yeah, perfect timing too, man. Now the vets are coming back in, so i think they're they're getting us back on the right track. Uh, perfect timing. We just gotta stick with it. Uh, we're back on board, y'all. We were we were looking to exit the train station, but now we're we're back. We're we're getting back on that train, and we're excited. So until next week, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys later.